0: The following was recorded during the COVID-19 pandemic through Zoom meetings in accordance with local health guidelines. Hi, I'm Mike Maloney, and welcome to another CSRM podcast. Today's episode is hosted by Dr. Greg Linville.
1: Welcome back to another CSRM podcast. We're talking again with our friend Stephen Liggins, who has written a wonderful book. I recommend it to all of you, and it's the Good Sporting Life, and it's it's absolutely one of the best that I've read in terms of taking the theological and biblically based concepts about integrating faith and in sport that I've ever read. And so, Stephen, welcome to back.
2: Oh, thank you. It's great to be back with you, Greg.
1: Well, we've talked about some, some wonderful things so far in the previous two. And if you did not watch the previous two podcasts, I, I'd even recommend that you stop this one, go back into our archives, get those two, because it's going to be built upon those. But now, um, Steve, i want to talk to you about the individual person, the individual sports person, and the honor code that we have put together at CSRM. For, for determining biblically based sports would be that the person would first of all honor Christ, that that would be their goal to, to personally honor Christ in all that they do. And that this would be their worship to God, the second thing that they would be able to honor and fulfill the redemptive purpose of the sport that they play. What is that redemptive purpose? And it can be to win, uh, but, but the, You don't go beyond that. The third would be to honor the temple of the Holy Spirit, that you do nothing to maim or abuse or or hurt the person that you're playing with or against. The fourth one would be to honor the Lord's Day, which we're going to talk about a little bit more in specific. The fifth would be to honor your family, and we'll talk about that a little bit as well. And then to honor the organizational principles of the sport. And you mentioned last time about it takes cooperation, and most people don't understand that sport cannot be engaged in unless there is cooperation there's of course competition but it takes both and so to honor the organizational principles that says that everybody is agreeing to how we play this game so uh, any of that strike you uh, kind of funny or just talk about any of those honorings for determining biblically sport?
2: Once again, I really like those that list you've just given. Um, we wanna honor Christ in everything we do. Uh, and so we wanna honor Christ on and off the sporting field or track or court. Uh, we probably talked a bit about that already. Redemptive purposes, yes, we wanna, you know, make sure we're promoting the good things that a sport can promote, you know, friendships, cooperation, teamwork, that sort of thing. Now, you mentioned honoring uh, the temple of the Holy Spirit and, and our body. And I think that's that's worth um, thinking about. Uh, one of the ways I trick myself into exercising these days is that uh, I, you know, exercise bores me, but training for sport I find quite motivating. So if I go to the gym and do a few, you know, light weights, I tell myself I'm training for my next athletics competition. If I go for a jog, I tell myself I'm training for my next, you know, fun run or something like that uh, and so uh, you know sport is something whether which can really promote good health uh honor our bodies as temples of the holy spirit and i guess um that's what sport should ideally be like but i guess there's the danger that sometimes we can mistreat our bodies uh in sport and uh, in my book i mentioned a particularly interesting study uh, by an american i think um physician or a doctor of some sort called bob goldman He surveyed 198 athletes and said to them, you know, would you take a performance-enhancing drug uh, if you were going to be successful but you knew you'd never be caught? And out of those 198 athletes, 195 said they would, which I found, I thought, oh, no. You know, that's a worrying (laughs) study. He then had a follow-up question, which he says, look, would you take a performance-enhancing drug if you knew you would... Win every competition you entered for the next five years, uh, but then die from the side effects. And half the athletes said they would. Now, I think that shows sport gone wrong in terms of not just sport becoming their idol, but also totally counterproductive to good health and honouring their bodies as well. Uh, and so I think, you know, particularly when we get to the high levels of sport, we want to ask ourselves the question, uh, you know, are we honouring the temple of the Holy Spirit and the way we treat our bodies? Uh, I think that's that's worth thinking about. You mentioned honouring the Lord's Day, which we might, I suspect, to come back to shortly and speak about in a little bit more detail. But I think, yeah, um, you know, honouring our families uh, is an important one. I'm a married man with kids. Uh, sport is not more important to me than my family. Uh, I want to make sure I'm, you know, enjoying serving my family. Uh, and that sport fits in, you know, around that. Um, in sport was my job, I'd then treat it, I guess, as a job rather than a recreation. So honouring our families is important, um, and uh, you know, honouring the organisational principle of the game, I think that's good too. Did you want to talk about the Lord's Day a bit, Greg?
1: Yes, uh, let's talk about that because it's an issue that that many are, are in quandary about. I think you take a very high view of the Lord's Day. Uh, in your book you 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 talk about the importance of it um, i think i may go a step further than you uh, and and say that i believe that it's often indicative of the person's faith whether they are willing to sacrifice sport for following the lord's day um, and i I, th- I think that we have to be careful, and I don't know that we have time in a 10-minute conversation to plumb the depths of this. Uh, in fact, again, our good friend Stuart Weir uh, has accused me of trying to throw this in every book that I've ever written. And I said, but that's because the subject is so deep and so wide that you, ca- you can't just get it into one book. And there are certain parts of it that are applicable to different other parts um, and so, how would you counsel the parent of a young child or the athlete that is now having to face? You're either in church on Sunday morning or you're playing the sport. What's your advice? What's, what's your insights on
2: that? Yeah, look, this is a really important question. And I'm aware that there are um, lots of good Bible believing Christians who have come to slightly different conclusions regarding this so I think whatever we decide we need to hold with a bit of humility I'll give you my uh, view on this is that I believe that the Bible says that God is the most important thing in our life and we have to honor him primarily uh, above everything else including sport and i came to that conclusion from when i was a young teenager that, that god was more important than cricket a second thing which I've, we've been saying in our discussions greg is the absolutely crucial importance of regular christian fellowship uh and you know we we need it it's one of the joys of life so i, I think the two main things to think about here are we need to put god first in our lives we need to make sure we're getting regular christian fellowship Now, my view is that traditionally, Christians have usually met as a church on Sundays, and that's what we do in most parts of the world, and there are lots of good reasons for that, Uh, but I don't believe meeting with Christians on Sunday in church is prescribed in the Bible. I'm not what's known as a Sabbatarian, for example. Now, I think it's very sensible to do so, unless there is a really good reason Otherwise. Uh, So what might be a good reason not to be in church on Sundays, but perhaps meeting with Christians during the week or on a Saturday or on a Friday or something like that? uh, I would sort of say, Well, look, if you think there is a really genuinely good kingdom of God reason for you to be playing sport, you know, professionally, probably, or you know, on a Sunday morning or whenever you normally have your church service if you can, you know, in consultation with other Christians think, no, God wants me playing this professional sport and it means I'm sometimes playing sport on Sunday mornings and I miss my normal service, Uh, I would think that if someone's worked through that, that's okay. The key thing is to make sure that you're getting regular Christian fellowship, that you maintain as good a relationship with your home church as you possibly can uh, and, um, you know, that you're honouring God and the way you play sport. So, I, I for example, I, I have a friend of a guy I know in London um, who has some elite athletes or at least one elite athlete going to his church. So uh, She's a, apparently a well-known English runner. I don't know which one it is. He didn't tell me. And um, she's a Christian. She's a member of their church, but she's sometimes away competing, I think, in Diamond League events or something like that, uh, away, you know, touring for a few weeks on end. They do what they can, as I understand it, to encourage her to get regular fellowship. I think there's a chaplain who's part of the athletics tour. And then when she's in London, she meets up with the minister's wife one-on-one regularly to discuss things like that. So I think that's okay. The thing which I worry about is that, I mean, I know I'm a pastor uh, at the church myself, is that if there's a good kingdom of God reason to be missing some Sundays for getting fellowship elsewhere, I'm comfortable with that. We want Christians in every area of, of life that's are appropriate to be in. But I don't think we want people sort of thinking, oh, sports on Sunday mornings, I'll play sport and get to church when I can. Um, we don't want to put sport above God. And my concern with some people is I sometimes think that parents view sport as important and church is something to fit around it. Uh, now, I, I look, I don't want to sound judgmental because, you know, I'm very sympathetic to our failings as humans, but those priorities are entirely wrong, in my view. Um, God first, fellowship's key. Um, yeah, that, that, That's my view. Do you want to make any comments on that, Greg?
1: Well, I, I agree with you totally. And I just have to commend you in the sense that very few people think that this is a topic worthy of an entire chapter of a book, and you do. And in fact, uh, you may anger our good friend, uh, Stuart, because you talk about the Lord's Day and Sunday sport in more than one chapter, but you did dedicate an entire chapter to it. And so I very much commend you uh, for that and and believe that you are right on the money about that, uh, what you just said. The one thing that I would comment, uh, maybe with a little bit of a pushback, is that sometimes what we think is a good gospel reason ends up not being. Let me give you an example. Uh, A young man that is encouraged to go play a particular sport with all of his chums and they go out and they play Sunday after Sunday after Sunday. He's there as an evangelist. He's there to reach them for Jesus. And, and he does have conversations, but then they start to ask him questions. Well, if church is so important to you, if your faith is so important to you, why are you here on the field with us, the pitch or the field, and you're not, you're not in your church. And it must not mean that it's very important to you, or at the very least church participation is not very important to you. And it's the unintended results of that that often come into play. So that's one side of it. And the other side of it is, is, and, and I'm not a sacramentalist in the sense that I believe that it's the sacraments that ensure our salvation. But I do think that if you are missing church on a regular basis, you're missing out on what the Lord said to do regularly. You also are not able to serve the church the local congregation, because you are not there. You can't teach, you can't lead, you can't usher, you can't do whatever. And so there's a lot behind missing. But I would be in agreement with you that on the occasion, and people are going to say, well, how often is that? Once a quarter, maybe? Mm
2: -hmm.
1: You know, I, 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 I don't want to be pharisaical about it, but if you're missing it more than once a quarter, then I, I'm beginning to wonder uh, just how committed you are to it and what that, what is so overpowering gospel centric that you have to go do that. Your thoughts.
2: Yeah. So just a quick comment. Um, when I think that's a good question you raise about what his, someone's friends might say about him playing sport, not being a church, that guy um, needs to be able to give a good answer. And if he can say, well, look, the reason I'm not in church today is because of, these reasons and that i get my fellowship without fail on a a friday night or on a saturday night or or wherever else he may get it he needs to be able to give a good answer now if he can't give a good answer it suggests to me that he's probably hasn't made the wisest decision that's that's what i would what i would say there the other thing is that yeah it's, it's important that not just do we read the bible pray and have fellowship but we engage in ministry so just say you're a professional sports person and you're sometimes away touring on a sunday how can you serve your church you've got to try and figure out some sort of ministry you can uh, be involved with at your church which fits in with your schedule and it might be that if you were touring for six months a year um and you're only at church for at home for six months a year uh, maybe you commit yourself to some holiday program at your church or something like that because i think that even if you're a professional sportsman and you you your schedule is irregular you want to be able to serve the christian body in in helpful ways uh, your home church as well as i guess you know the christians you meet with on the on the athletics tour or whatever you're at i guess that's a few thoughts i'd, I'd make comments i'd make there
1: well as we said we're not going to get to the bottom of this in 10 minutes but we have broached the subject and We're gonna bring this uh, in for a landing here. If we were now in a plane, the pilot would say, put your seat belt on, put uh, the the tray up because we're getting ready to land this ship. And uh, the book again is The Good Sporting Life by Stephen Liggins who's been so gracious to be with us during these times. And uh, how you can order the book and how you can grab hold of it will be coming up on the screen for you that are watching it. Otherwise, just go to the CSRM website. And you'll be able to get the connections both to Stephen and to the book and how you can get it and uh, it is a good read and I really believe that it is one of the best that's dealing with this theological and biblical foundations for sport competition and I, I just commend you my friend I really uh, I, I look forward to uh, future conversations with you and, and what we will do together in plumbing these steps so we're gonna bring this one to a close any last words here Stephen?
2: Oh, look, uh, it's been great to uh, be meeting with you here uh, on this podcast. I hope people will find it helpful. And I guess the point is that, you know, our God is a great God and um, sport is a good thing. And let's make sure it's a good thing (laughs) and help not a hindrance.
1: And a gospel thing. Absolutely. Well, that brings us to the end of this, uh, again, CSRM podcast. And so thank you so much for joining us again, Stephen. God's richest blessings to you.
2: Thank you, goodbye.
0: CSRM's podcasts are a resource provided by the Association of Church Sports and Recreation Ministries and its production house, Overwhelming Victory Flicks. This episode was produced by Dr. Greg Lenville and edited by Andrew Fouts. For more information about CSRM, visit csrm.org. For more information about our publishing and production houses, visit csrm.org and click on the Resource tab. For CSRM Podcasts, I'm Mike Maloney. Have a blessed day.